if anybody wants to be building this sort of momentum behind their brand and their business, you know, it takes consistent work and there isn't like a flash in the pan for you to jump in and jump out. The better way is to build momentum in anticipation of the big thing coming. Like you mm. have to start doing the work now knowing that a little bit down the line, I'm going to have this thing come out and I want it not to start from zero. I want it to have mm. some motion behind it already. Hi, and welcome to the Expansive Podcast. My name is Eric Kruger. I'm a speaker and author. This podcast is all about being expansive in your life, in your business, in your relationships. It's about helping you to expand your horizons, your thinking, the actions that you take. And we do this every single week. And when I say we, it is because I'm always joined by my ever-elegant, soon-to-be, I want to say best-selling author, but he's already a best-selling author, so best-selling author for the fifth time, Mr. Yeah. John Sonne. John, welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Uh, great to be here. And I love that intro. This podcast really is about living more expansively. I think we've forgotten to actually say that the last few podcasts, mm. and it's great to remind ourselves that we are continuously pushing the envelope into finding out what makes us tick and what gets us to move forward. And recently we did a family constellation together, and I know you're exploring with a bunch of other sort of um, processes and modalities, and so am I, and soon you'll be coming to the Dr. Joe with me, so that's going to be also cool when we go and do one of those. Yeah. And so, yes, we are always expanding, and great for you to join us on another conversation. Um, we're going to be talking all about momentum today and building momentum mm. in our personal brands and our careers, in our relationships, um, and pretty much in every aspect of our lives and how important compound interest and momentum, or if not they're the same thing, are in our lives. And, you know, I've made a mistake a couple of times in my life where I've taken the foot off the pedal mm. thinking that, uh, you know, everything would keep going, but it takes effort to keep the momentum up there. For sure, for sure. And, but listen, you, you, um, you're fast forwarding. I want to slow down for a little bit first because your book has come out. You've been uh, heavily hitting the media circuit, PR, launch events. Uh, how's it been going? How are you feeling? Uh, we're back at the momentum then. No, 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 I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> look, it's been going uh, incredibly well. Um, you know, I keep saying this to friends that I speak to is the timing of businesses, of books, of songs, of apps, of is everything. Mm. And it just seems like the timing of the book is pretty much the same as what's your moonshot. It's, mm. I'm getting the same responses and the same heartfelt readers coming back to me going, I share your journey. I didn't know you were going through that. I was also going through that. And so is that sort of feedback loop that um, I was always hoping for, but you never know whether you're going to get it. I haven't had it with some other books, you know? Mm. And uh, I've also been seeing the press treating me slightly differently. It's almost like, okay, he's back again. Okay, this one's really good. Okay. So there seems to be a lot of momentum around people wanting me back on their shows. And so that's really great. And uh, I'm loving that. And then, you know, it's just wonderful being in front of an audience that you're not getting paid to speak for, but really talking what you want to be speaking about. Mm. And it's very different to speaking to corporates. And it's very different to speaking to people that are paying you for a specific brief that they have for you. And I find myself veering off into topics that I would never speak of inside 
a conference center for an organization. In fact, I had a lady at the Hyde Park launch talk to me about the loss of memories as we evolve into this new future. And it was amazing because the question opened up a whole idea around psychedelics and idea around timelines and how memories really are fictitious stories we're holding on to from a presumed past. And this becomes really deep because now we start talking about the quantum science and understanding of time in certain ways. And, and we made a joke about taking psychedelics and losing time. And that's not something you do in front of corporates, right? That's mm, not something sure, you do in sure. front of yeah. Sunlam or... Mm. So I think that's been really surprising for me. I've really not thought about that. And that's been a really wonderful thing. And by the time this goes to air... The Cape Town launch would have been done, but tonight is the Cape Town launch. We're recording this on a Wednesday just before I go to the launch. And uh, we've got close to 200 people coming to the mm. launch. And that's always, I know I keep saying this, but it's always incredibly delightful and surprising that so many people are wanting to come and hear what I've got to say, to be honest, to be quite <laughs> honest. I'm like, seriously, you guys are all here? That's unbelievable. <laughs> that's just like, I can't believe you're all here. That's so cool. Huh? Listen, I'm, I'm so, pretty sure like they're mostly coming because uh, I'm introducing you tonight. Like, I mean, you put that on the invitation, right? Eric is like introing. I'm look, pretty sure that's I, why they're there. I, I they're wanted like, to keep oh, well, I, I, also the book launch. That's cool as well. Like, I, I wanted to keep. I wanted to keep that off air, but now that you've broken it, <laughs> yes, of course, it's all about Eric Kruger. Um, I don't know why, why was I not introducing at any event in Cape Town for why, why am I using you to introduce me and you didn't use me to introduce you at your well, Cape Town I, launch? Because no, I didn't do any uh, Cape Town launch. Why? Yeah. You did this and, again. And also, why? And also, I don't think you were actually an essay at that stage. I would have flown back, Eric. Come on, man. No, mm. no, I wouldn't have. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Of Thank course you. I would have, man. No, of course I would have. If, if, <laughs> if it, uh, we would make it, we would make it fit in with a gig, you know. For so sure. um, yeah, cool, brother. Listen, yes. um, yeah, it's been it's been incredible to watch you from the sidelines, and um, obviously, like as I see you build momentum, you realize that what we are seeing now, and I think that's also, I mean, that's why the press is treating you differently. That's why um, media is treating you differently because. It's not your first book. It's not your second book. It's not your third book. It's not your fourth book. It's your first yeah. book. So like there's been, there's been this um, consistency in how you've yes. been showing up. And yes. it's really been that you've been building momentum with every passing book in different ways. And so that's why we ended up wanting to speak about this topic today, because I was interested in hearing from you that now that you've been back on the circuit, back with the launch, what are some of the themes that have been popping up for you? What have you been seeing at your events? What questions have people been asking you? Um, because we, like we spoke about the previous time, when you start doing the work after the work, mm. um, there's quite a bit of insight that comes from just doing that, from honoring what you've already put into creation. Mm. By honoring that, um, it mm. opens up so many other interesting um, areas of exploration, um, of questioning, mm of like different themes. So, um, so what has that been for you? What have you been observing, seeing, being asked? You know, uh, before I get into that, I thank you so much because I think you've reminded me again to honor the work. And it's funny, I'm so caught up in the, another launch, okay, who's on the guest mm. list? How have we got books there? I'm, I'm in operation mode and I haven't actually stood back to honor the work. So thank you. I'm just going to take a moment to like, 
it was a lot of effort, dude. You know, it's actually it is such a moment, <laughs> a mammoth effort to put a book together, and then to get the tone right, and then to get the conversation piece right. I mean, how many copywriters did you go through, and how many did yeah. I go through, and it yeah. wasn't right, and then you wanted to take this out, and then add that in, and and you've left people with a with a with an opportunity to change the way they think about something, and that's a that's a long lasting, if not generational lasting process that their kids could benefit from. Um, so yes, honoring the work. Thank you so much for that. That, that, that anchors it for me quite a lot. Uh, I can feel it actually in my stomach, like just like settling into mm. honoring the work. So thank you. Um, look, there's one big theme. I mean, there's many, but there's one really big one is I don't think people want to hear what I have to say in as far as the actual requirement of what they need to do in order to prepare for the future. The actual work that's required to ask the question of who do I become? Who do we become? How do we evolve? How do we elevate? How do we shift who we were to become who we need to become? And you are active in it and I am active in it. And it's very hard to change who we are. It really is. Our relationships with money, with sexuality, with power, with, and I use always those three because the world is full of money, power, sex. And it's, it's almost like everything revolves around those three things. And then you want to deal with consciousness and letting go. And, and so there's so many of these sort of uh, um, characteristics that we need to start taking on. And the biggest one, the really the toughest one and the biggest one is unlearning. And we've heard this scenario where the future of humanity, the successful people in the future of humanity are not the intelligent ones, are not the powerful ones, are the ones that are able to unlearn and relearn as, as often as possible. That's Avalon Toffler, I think, who said that. And so the whole concept of the whole book is really is how do you unlearn? Because mm. ultimately, mm. we're not sick and tired of saying, okay, guys, just unlearn to relearn. Everybody's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But how? <laughs> like, mm. wh what is that process? And I think that people become slightly like they're excited when the talk starts and people are getting into it and I'm showing it. And then by the time I get to the end of the talk, I'm like, do you realize that you actually need to stop being who you were in order to become somebody new for this new world? And the whole audience has almost got this like, wow, we've got this mountain mm. to climb. Now it's a mountain mm. to climb. And, 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 it, and, and, and so that's, that's the thing is that I know how hard I've been working at it for 17 years now. And I had a lady come up to me last night in one of the launches and say to me, well, how long did it take you? And I, like, and I said to her, I said, you know what's so funny? You are addicted to certainty and you want to know exactly how little work you can put in for maximum. I've been at it for 17 years and I'm still unraveling things. And the latest thing that I've unraveled, in fact, I spoke about it last night, was Dr. Joe's got this idea around making your unconscious ideas conscious or unconscious thoughts conscious. And one of the unconscious thoughts that I've been having for I actually think my whole life is I think I might be in trouble. Mm. I, I don't know with who and I don't know with where, but there's a slight thing that goes, am I, um, is that email going to be getting me in trouble yeah. or am I in trouble or is somebody coming to get me because I've done something that I didn't know about? Yeah. And, and I've stopped watching. You remember those shows on TV that were called um, uh, Foreigners in Prison, like prison, uh, prisoners in foreign lands. Like they, they would smuggle something and they would get caught in Brazil and they would go to jail in Brazil. I mean, those, those series petrified me. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, look, going to jail on its own is horrible, but I go to jail in a foreign country when you don't speak the language and nobody can help you. I mean, Jesus, I would rather die, honestly. I'd rather just like give me a cyanide tablet, give me whatever, I'm out. I'm not going to be playing that game. So, I, I, and I've just unearthed that. That's 17 years down the line from meditation and self-work and ayahuasca. And, and now all of a sudden I'm like, geez, I've got this flippant voice in my head that always mm. thinks I'm, I'm in trouble. So I think the big theme, the big theme is how do we unlearn? Oh, is it that hard? Oh, no, I wish I never asked. Mm. <laughs> That's mm. the theme. That's kind of what I get. Can I stop you there for a moment? So um, mm. now that you've, you've done that, you've taken this unconscious thought and you've made it more conscious. What is going to be your process for unlearning or letting go of that? So first step, and, and, it's, and it's in the talk, so you'll see. Yeah. But the first step is to become nobody, nowhere, no time and move into the theta brain state. Step one. <clears throat> you have to disappear from who you are because you have to get away from. So this is the morning, right? So I'm telling you about the process in the morning. So you become yeah. nobody, nowhere, no time. You then become conscious of the unconscious memory. I mean, the thoughts, and then you start rehearsing a new thought. Okay. So that's the thing is that, oh, I'm aware of it. Oh, okay. I need to replace it. Okay. I've mm. now got an anchor emotion. So thoughts create choices, which create uh, experience, no, which create behaviors, which create experiences, which create emotions. So it's that process and it's a loop because every time you have a thought, it creates a choice. That choice gets you to go and have an experience, uh, a behavior. That yeah. behavior gets you to have an experience and experience now has an emotion and it loops. So you have to catch yourself as soon as that thought comes and it's like, oh shit, I, I think I'm in trouble. No, no, no. I'm actually very safe. Let me mm. think around me is I've caught it. I've now rehearsed safety. And now I start thinking about the safety around me. And it's unbelievable, Eric, you know, my whole body feels different because mm. when I feel safe, think about your body. When you say to it, I'm safe, everything just relaxes. And you don't even realize that you're tense all the time. And you didn't even know you were tense all the time because you're looking and waiting that somebody's going to get you in trouble. So it's a process of continuously catching yourself and practicing what you rehearsed to replace that unconscious thought in the first place. Yeah, That's unlearning. I, I actually went through a very similar process because, you know, when I had that like online harassment yeah. deal. Yeah. Um, so what ended up happening is that for a certain period of time, every time like I had a notification on my phone, it yes. was really yes. that something was wrong. Like it was a comment yes. or an email or something that I had to go and fix and that somehow yeah. was doing like damage to my reputation or anything like that. Yeah. And so what happened is when that ordeal passed, every time I woke up in the morning looking at my email, yeah. I was waiting for something that's going to be yeah. bad. Every time I looked onto yeah. LinkedIn. And so I literally had to get to the state where I was like, okay, um, I'm excited to look at what's on my phone. I'm excited because yes. my phone brings me opportunity. It, like yes. so when I'm going to open my email, there's going to be a new event or a new this yes. or a new that. Um, yes. and, that and, and I say that I've, I'm much better at it now, but it actually still lingers. There are still days. Yeah. Like if, I'm, mm. if I have a low day, mm. then that mm. flares up almost. It's like, like everything's falling apart. Of course, mm. there's going to be something else that's going to fall apart with it. Yeah. And so I think it's again what we were saying the previous time as well is that there has been change, but it's not deep enough yet. Yes. And, and so very often we change at a, at a superficial level, but we haven't changed mm. at the level of depth and substance. Yes. That's a, that, but that's exactly it is that that is the hardest thing for us to do yeah. as humans. And they say that up until you're 35 years old, your personality set 
And after mm. 35, it's much harder to change. So if you can start the stuff at 20 or 15, you understand the malleability of your brain. And also that's, we, we have between 60 and 70,000 thoughts a day of which 90% are the same thoughts. Mm. And that's a scary thought is because we, we, we I mean, I've said this in, in, in so many times, we stuck in a loop. We yeah. don't even know we're stuck in a loop. That's the, that's the thing that's just it's blowing my mind that we are creating loops in our own lives that we are stuck in and addicted to. We look for the bad job. We look for the bad relationship. We look for money issues so we can complain about it so we can feel the same emotion. It's mm. like it's an emotional addiction. It's not even a money issue. It's not a power issue. It's an emotional addiction. Mm. I mean, that is just radical to think about. And, and you know, the answer is right in front of us. Like we always think we need to have these big, wow, massively new and transformative ideas that come into our lives. But the idea that is like, like you said, like you're almost tired of speaking about it, which is that we suck in this loop and you need to do things differently. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that's as simple as it gets, but it's like as it cuts to the core as purely as it could, you know? And as, you like and every, this is the that. basics of life. Yeah, this is life. Yeah. You're stuck in your whole life is based on a loop. Mm. It's like there's nothing more important than understanding this loop at all. <laughs> I mean, I told you about that Israeli family that I met. She said her 12-year-old and 18-year-old kid did never have to go to school. All they have to learn is understanding how to create reality through this process mm. of thinking in malleable ways. And I just thought to myself, that is such an unbelievably pragmatic process to think about the future because – Besides understanding arithmetics and English and language, what else do you need to know? You need to know how mm. to create things and, and mm. be calm in the process of doing that, you know? I'm looking forward to you see the talk tonight. I mean, you've heard a lot of it, but I, I kind of like swing this idea that doing the work is really the only thing that's going to get us to evolve into this new version of humanity. There is nothing else that can help us. Mm. And then the momentum behind this is the real key. And I think that we should segue into the momentum of it is because yeah. we, we don't realize that, well, there's two, there's two streams of momentum we want to chat about. One is the actual book itself and the brand and, and, and building that and having certain people tap into my world with having done very little, wanting to know how to get a number one bestseller. And my response to them usually is, <laughs> I don't know if you're going to get it in the top 50. What are you talking number one? <laughs> and, I, and I guess it's because they see me do it. They think, oh, that's easy, man. Yeah, I'm just going to yeah. run out there. It's going, to, mm. it's going to kick for me. No problem because John did it. So I'm, I'm, I'm able to, to jump in there. Um, but that's the one momentum. We'll talk about that now. But this, it, this, this unlearning to relearn, I think what we also don't, must realize is that we are changing incrementally and we must become aware of, and you said it beautifully, we must honor the work mm. and it's not just about the workers in the book it's honor the fact that you are evolving and in fact i, I, I became very good friends with a girl called nasima um at uh joe dispenza i met her in dubai and and i spent time with her in mexico and she mon ami she's from france and um and she said to me john you're fundamentally different to two years ago when i met you and mm. And, and I thought about it and I was like, yeah, I, I don't give myself the credit because there is incremental changes, even though, you know, you're figuring new things out that you need to work on. I think the, the, the real momentum behind doing this work is not about looking for those aha moments within the work, but it's just a daily practice to build the momentum of moving towards this new version. Mm. And I think that's important to take into account because people are wanting immediate results and quick results. It's like going to gym, right? It's like three weeks in, you're like, okay, but where is my, where are the, where are the biceps? Where are the biceps? Yeah. Why are they not here yet? But listen, and so I mean, we have the, to. Mm. 
Well, the challenge for us is that um, because we are just so used to looking at ourselves every single day, you don't, you don't see the change. It's almost like mm. you know, every day you look in the mirror, you don't realize that you're actually getting older. Like you just look the same. And then your wife goes, uh, listen, like, like that wrinkle wasn't there before. And then you're like, oh, like, but you can't see it like because you're looking at it yeah. every single day. And after so when, when, when did Annika say that to you? When did your wife say that to you? Uh, that no, she hasn't said that to me. She's saying to uh, me, uh, reverse aging somehow. You are, I mean, but you I are reverse know, aging. I don't know what I'm but, doing. But I mean, it's that Cape Town lifestyle, bro. I mean, you it's know, bats on Wednesday, Tuesday, you know, <laughs> golf, you know, wine farm on a Friday morning, dog yeah. walks on a Monday. It hey, does significantly increase the stress. I won't lie to you. No, um, I mean, you're a different person. I mean, don't you miss <laughs> living in Paul's off? <laughs> Listen, um, what I've always enjoyed in terms of like being able to measure a bit of progress is that so yes. I'm, I journal a lot. And so often yes. I'll go back and I'll, I'll look at earlier entries and I'll be like, well, mm. like your, your thought pattern was so stuck mm. or so like um, set in a certain mm. way when I look at mm. like where you were back then versus where you are today. Or like, oh, you were worried about this thing back then. But like when you look at where you are today, like very different story. But there's also, there's a, you should actually check this out because I think you might enjoy it. There's an app called Future Me. Oh, and so okay. what you do, yeah, what you do is you write a letter to you in the future. Uh, and so you're like, like as John of today, you know, like this is where I'm at today. This is what I'm really working on. This is where I want you to be, et cetera, et cetera. And then this app delivers that as an email to you like a year or two later. And okay. it's always, it's so, it's so surprising because it just pops up on the day and you get to read that. And yeah. Like, wow. Like, you know, then you get to really um, have that moment of comparison between where you are and where you used to be. And you get to see That's how great. I love that. To that, that process of development and becoming. So it might be I like that. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. I'm definitely going to check that out. Thank you. And I guess, you know, momentum. And, 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 and when we think about the book and building brand and in your career and these sort of things, I think what we have to realize is that there needs to be consistency in the authenticity of the sharing. Mm. And I think it's been now 10 years that I'm doing this and in different guises. And if anybody wants to be building this sort of uh, momentum behind their brand and their business, you know, it takes consistent work and there isn't like a flash in the pan for you to jump in and jump out. You can do that and it can be part of a different type of momentum that you're building. But this stuff takes considerable amount of effort, work, mm. and focus. And um, like I said, you know, I feel like some of the presenters treat me totally differently and, and I get introduced differently. And I think it's just because, you know, this guy's not going away, you know, yeah. he's here again. Oh my God. Mm. Okay. Here is mm. again. I mean, even, even to the point that Gareth Cliff was excited to speak to me and <laughs> Gareth Cliff is a, is, is, is a, is, is a great guy and he's, he's a great interviewer. Great. I mean, I think mm. he's one of the best interviewers I've ever had interview me, but he's a cynic. He's not an optimist. He, mm. He's naturally a cynic. And he was like, I can't wait to speak to John. It's going to be great. He always adds great value. And, and I was like, okay, coming from a cynical point of view, that is really a fantastic mm. uh, introduction. So, mm. yeah, and I think it's just momentum, you know, it's just a uh, continuous shared passion. You know, and what's actually quite weird is that I think if someone had to look at your, your, your social media profile in general um, over the last, let's say maybe like three or four months, um, I don't think they would see all that much activity on there, right? Like, like you're always busy. Like there's always stuff being posted. But I remember a time when you were doing videos almost like, <laughs> yeah. it was like all the time, right? 
And there yeah. was like, it just felt like you were much busier. Whereas yeah. I think when I look at your activity online now, it's much less. Now with the book, obviously it's ramped up a lot again, but it's yeah. been much less. And you might look at that and go, oh, well, he's not doing that much. So like, it, it can't be that much work, but then that's neglecting all those bursts of like mm. high intensity, high activity that happened before it. Mm. Um, and it's those moments that allow us to take a little bit of a breather somewhere in between and then ramp up again, just like you've done now with the book. Yeah, well said. Um, but I, I, I think uh, James Clear said it best in one of the interviews I listened to him. He said, if you are too consistent in your need to put out content, you stop creativity. Mm. Because creativity is not a linear line. It's a, and you know this from your daily email and now you, we, you know, you have bursts and then you don't and you need to breathe and you need to then, you know, express and then ingest and digest and then express. Mm. And so, yes, I think, uh, and, and also I think maybe I've also slowed down because I feel like I've done the work in a way, you know, I think I've also like matured in a way. It's like, okay, I, I, I've made my point. Mm. Um, I don't need to keep pressing that point there's a different way for me to express myself and mm. um i guess i guess there's you know but i also think that everybody's different you know everybody's got their own way of doing this there is no one formula there's no and i loved your your morning ritual podcast that solo one you know you go with what you feel man you're like today you feel like this tomorrow you feel like that and, and that's really important to also adhere to when building momentum mm. building momentum in an authentic way i think that's yeah. the real key here mm. um is authenticity yeah, and you have to understand that. So, I mean, in the context of someone asking you, for example, like, how do I get my book to number one? If you've done zero work beforehand, yeah. then it, that's a very difficult process. Like, my yeah. advice to you would be go spend hundreds of thousands of rands and just hire PR agencies. And, like, yeah. that's, that's what you have to do. You have to fabricate that momentum. Um, the better way is to build momentum in anticipation of the big thing coming. Like you have to start doing the work now, knowing that a little bit down the line, I'm going to have this thing come out and I want it not to start from zero. I want it to have mm. some motion behind it already. But it's, it's like, I mean, I'm opening a restaurant in six months. I'm going to start putting out videos today of my recipes, my thoughts, my ideas, building the restaurant up until the restaurant starts. And mm. people must probably just want to start marketing when the restaurant opens. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> you, you should have built this story a long time ago. So people could have joined mm. you on the journey. You know, mm. it takes long, long for people to trust you. Long. Yeah. yeah. A long time. And you got to mm. do it like four, five, six, seven times before somebody actually says, oh, okay, I get this. Mm. Also, it, you know, you go to buy real estate in people's minds when they think mm. about leadership. Are they thinking about Eric or not? Are they? Yeah. I don't know. Have they? Yeah. Some people are, some people are not. If they're thinking about the future, are they thinking about John Sane or Peter Diamandis? Mm. So obviously Peter Diamandis because he's got some New York Times bestsellers. But that's the point is that you've got to buy real estate in people's minds. And that takes time and efforts. And so momentum is wonderful when you have the wind behind your sails. But remember, even if I take my foot off the pedal for too long, my momentum goes again. Mm. So it takes, yeah. it takes effort. Yeah. Listen, brother, I think that's been great. Um, I know you have to go and prep for tonight. Yes. Um, yes. I'm looking forward to it. I don't think I've seen you speak in person for three and a half, four years. Um, wow. I mean, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think when would have been the last time. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, wow, wow. That's going to be great. Why do I think the last time I saw you speak in person was actually at your book launch the previous time? Magnetize. For, yeah. Magnetize. Yeah, you came to, did you come to Magnetize in Cape Town, in Sydney, in the city center? Did you come um, there? 
did I, I introduced you for another one of your books. It was me and Gilan. Yes, that was in Joburg. That was for Foresight. Yes, okay, so that's when you first saw me. That's the last, yeah, yeah. That was like that's four years time. ago. Must be. I can't sure. see you any other time. Yeah. Uh, that's insanity. Okay, cool. I'm looking forward to okay. it. Okay. Yes, be great. Me too. Me um, too. Go and prep. And then to everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, it's, it's great to have you with us as always. Um, John's book is available pretty much everywhere you can find it. If you can find it, um, I believe there's shortages. There's panic in the publishing world where John Sonny's books are sold out. Like, um, what I, I said it to this morning, uh, there must be a new word called uh, amazing. What's it? Um, something frustrated and amazing mixed up. Like, it's terrible. I'm both amazed and frustrated at the same time. <laughs> So thank you everybody for buying so, it. So if you, appreciate if you can it. find a copy, um, yeah. yeah, you can find an exclusive book, salute, take lots, all those places. Um, thank you for tuning in. As always, uh, you can catch us again next week. And if you enjoy these conversations, um, the best way to show your appreciation is to either leave us a review on iTunes or just to share with a friend. Uh, we would really love to spread the word and get more people thinking and being more expansive. Until next week, ciao. Ciao.